What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode, <laughs> um, another show of Truth Serum. As always, we want to shout out and thank Spotify, Podcast Radio, um, Anchor FM Radio Podcast, and our new family and friend, Pocket Podcast, the leader in podcast radio. Happy Tuesday to everybody, man, tuning in. If you're still uh, quarantined, as I know you are, um, I hope it's not going too too horribly bad for you. Trying to trying to keep busy, let your mind not go too crazy. Yeah, man, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, eager beaver to go back to work. Really, really anxious to get back into to to doing what I do. Um, you know, that's personal training. Um, you know, MSR work, dealing with members at the gym. I definitely miss the gym, definitely miss making money, you know, I I definitely miss talking to the people, just all around being a productive member of society, I miss, but man, let's jump right off into this, loads going on, as I always say, you know how that goes, Um, with the paperwork right here in hand, (laughs) we're going to jump right off into this, the Rona's still in news, like I said, being quarantined, we know that coronavirus um, the conspir- from conspiracy to actual fact, there's loads and loads of information to be found, to be learned, um, to be taught, um, things, a lot of things people need to know um, going on. Right now, um, there's a doctor, African-Americans dying from the coronavirus at a high rate. A doctor in Chicago claims that 70% of the deaths from COVID-19 are in fact black. Most of them being um, African-American, he's saying. 30% of the population in the city of Chicago um, makes up, uh, or the makeup of, the 30% makeup of Chicago inner city is black. Um, Milwaukee, which is 27% black, their figures are a staggering 81%. I don't really know if that can, if that can really be true. I feel more, I feel more like... Like that's like that's reaching, you know, to keep the whole to keep the whole division thing going. As we already know, when this first began, the first thing everyone was saying was, oh, you know, it's not class. It, it, it goes beyond class. It goes beyond race. It goes beyond sex. And it 100 percent does. I feel like these statistics and dragging up, dragging up, you know, who's what culture, you know, black or white or Hispanic, who's had more deaths? It really doesn't matter, man. It's a death of a human. It's a death of it's it's loss of life. You know, regardless of, you know, who who is affecting more is irrelevant. I feel. That's 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 my personal, you know, my own my own opinion about the whole situation. I don't really I don't feel that it's necessary to go digging digging around in in cultures to find out who um what culture if it's landed on the black community more if it's landed in the white community more or if it's landed um in the Hispanic community. Um Kristen Clark, president executive director of the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law, called for the immediate release of racial data of the coronavirus infections, testings, and deaths. Um, She goes on to say, um, and she's quoted, our ability to fully understand and confront this pandemic requires and demands we obtain racial data. Um, Again, you know, I'm going to go right back to what I just said. I feel like digging up 
data on what culture, whether it's landed on the black community more than it's landed in the white community, what are you proving there? You know, this is this isn't this isn't AIDS or or you know like the crack e- epidemic, um, which by rights, you know, I'm a black man. I'm gonna go. I, I gotta own this shit. Um, in the black communities, in the black communities, back back in the day, crack cocaine we know killed more African Americans than most. And I I would just say you know because maybe susceptible to. Um, uh, addictive personalities. I don't know. Um, they said that AIDS, you know, was was the killer in in the black and Hispanic communities, and then went the stretch of trying to blame um, those communities for that disease. And that's where I feel like not that this is going. I'm not saying that they're going to blame COVID on you know blacks or Hispanics, but I feel like there's some kind of get back possible res- reparations talk. Um, you know, saying you know somebody saying how it may have affected. Um, the black community more, where, as I said before, this has, this has affected everyone trying to go in and dig up. Oh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's affecting the black community more. You know, somebody would go the stretch of saying, well, maybe, you know, um, black Americans are outside. They were outside more. They were, they weren't, they weren't adhering to the quarantine laws or, um, maybe you were exposed because you lived in a bigger city. And that's what I'm going to say too. If you live in a big city, New York, Chicago, LA, San Francisco, Houston, Dallas, New Orleans, um, Miami, Orlando, cities like that. Those are just examples. Um, I'm from North Carolina, Raleigh, Durham, um, Jacksonville, North Carolina, um, Greenville, Greenville, North Carolina. These are just places that are big hubs in our country. So if you live in and around a massive hub, um, black black Americans in in the ghettos, the hoods, low to middle class. Um, I expect that you would see it a lot more. You're in the inner city. You are around major major cultures, and not just that alone. That's not even that's not even the real red meat and potatoes of the situation. You live in a city saturated by hundreds of thousands of people. You know what I mean? There's black Americans throughout this country. You know, right here in the town where I live, in smaller towns, in bigger towns, um, Santa Rosa, uh, Rohnert Park, Petaluma, these are all big cities in California, um, Reno, Sparks, um, that's Nevada, you know, and so on, Oregon, uh, Medford, um, uh, Grants Pass, Ashland, you know, these are just bigger cities that you don't hear about that don't have that massive number because they're not that big, but there are black folks in these in these cities. And so just like I'm what I'm what I'm getting at, you know, running long, what I'm getting at is it's not going to be this. Oh, it's landed on black Americans more than it's landed on anybody else. If you find that the the study shows or you've gone and you've done your research and you find that, you know, you see the influx of covid-19 or coronavirus um, really affecting the black communities start looking at where the demographic you know geographically where is it is it in any of those major cities that i named off the chicago's the la's the new york's if they're there then it's expected you know this isn't it's not like it's not expected but at the same time you're doing that go look into the deaths and and um infections of hispanics of whites you know what i mean don't just don't just go 
and say, oh, well, I want to know this because, you know, obviously there's going to be a study going in the opposite direction to make sure that this isn't a one sided thing, which I don't believe that it is a one sided thing. This is a virus. This is a disease. It doesn't it, it's 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 the age old cliche of a bullet has no name on it. This disease, this virus has no name on it. It doesn't care who it who it attaches itself to. You know, if if it attaches itself to you, you don't have strong enough blood immune system. Um you're going to die. You know, if you're if you're in a place where you can't get treated, um, you're going to die. You know, this is it, it's it's a serious it's a serious um, virus. I just don't believe to the, the, the situation and the severity. I don't believe is nearly as hard or as harsh as the government is making out. You know, and that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> Moving on more in news, more in news. Um the uh, the press secretary for I don't know if anybody's been keeping up um, with uh, the business of the White House, what goes on their day to day. I like to research certain things, um, certain stories that I believe are newsworthy and uh, the press secretary um, stepping back as um, Donald Trump's spokesperson. Um, I felt was I felt was very newsworthy. I felt the story was, um, you know, worth sharing with people. Um, yeah, so Stephanie Grisham is out as wet, as White House. Oh, excuse me, um, as White House press secretary will rejoin the first lady's team. So she's not all the way out. She just really took a step back from working with Trump, the man himself, and um, she's going she's going back to rejoin the first lady's team where she was before as a spokesperson. Um, Stephanie is stepping back after only being press secretary for only less than a year to rejoin the first lady squad as spokesperson for the first lady as well as her chief of staff so she's stepping into two not one not just spokes not just spokesperson but uh chief of staff um on her on the first lady staff um as they uh push forward you know towards 2020 election and um helping the first lady with whatever events and um, venues she has coming up. Um, Melania goes on to say she is a mainstay and an absolute true leader in the administration long before we began. She's been on board since day one, even longer, and I know she's going to excel as chief of staff, not only as um, spokesperson, as I said. Yeah, so she's going back um, into familiar territory to work with the first lady on... um, I don't I, I want to say, man, the first ladies like making big pushes more publicly, um, you know, as all first ladies do. Um, Nancy Reagan was really big with dare. Um, I want to say Kennedy's wife um, was on, in on poverty and, um, you know, foreign relations. Um, the cherry blossoms in D.C. is how those really ended up there. Um, the Japanese um, president back when Kennedy and his wife went over she she really you know attached herself to the tree she really fell in love with the tree and so she had called back when the the japanese president at that time he was asking hey um you know you really like those trees and she was like yeah you know i really i truly truly did like those trees i adored them and he said well you know what i tell you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna send you you know a couple over so you could put them around the white house and um he didn't just send he she was expecting you know 10 or 20 and um, the Japanese president sent her a thousand. So all of the cherry blossoms, you know, this is a little fun fact about D.C. Should you get up to Arlington and get up to see 
um, Kennedy's old um, residence there, you'll see all the cherry blossom trees, and that's how that happened. But that's Kennedy's wife's legacy. Um, just like I said, Nancy had um, Nancy Reagan had Dare, um, Obama's wife, um, put her hand in on, and and really, really, I feel. I mean, I know we all didn't really agree with with what was hitting the trays, but um, Michelle Obama, you know, she definitely put her put put her best foot forward when it came down to obesity in the country and tried to change um, children's lunches for the best and for the better, excuse me. And um, I think she, she, she was going in a good direction. Heart was in the right place. But the things that landed on some of those children's uh, lunches was kind of appalling. But my hat still goes off to her. And Melania is, um, you know, she's following these great, great women. I, I can't remember what, what Barbara, what, what the Bush wives did, but I know they did something for the country as well. But um, Melania Trump is in line with those women um, about to do and embark on some really, really special and amazing things for America. So we'll be looking for that and um, keeping our ear to the ground for what's to come with uh, Melania and uh, Michelle or, uh, Stephanie Grisham. Man, good luck to her and 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 uh, man, hats off to you. And we'll we'll definitely be, definitely be looking towards to see who Donald Trump is going to pull into that position. Always, I mean, we know it's, you know, with Donald Trump, it's always going to be somebody strong, um, equal to him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, good, good, good stuff going on for, uh, for the Trump camp. And, uh, man, uh, like I said, hats off to you and, uh, you know, good stuff. We hope we wish him the best. Mm. Moving on. I had to get a little drink in there. I got a little soda. My throat was getting dry. I swear, man, these podcasts are building up. Trying to get my chair just right. I'm in here sliding around, you know. <laughs> that's how it happens um, on this Tuesday man I want to shout out some really amazing people as well um, Rick Light from Texas, Texas Militia um, I want to shout out Joe Lavati out there in Texas, man my business partner um, from Truth Serum Ryan Dixon um, really really good friend, Eileen is not in, is not sitting in but we want to shout her out always and everybody over there at Burning for the Flag uh, Matt McLean and everybody over at Blue Collared American, man, big shouts um, for pumping out the truth. Um, meme generators, these people are amazing. Um, everybody that follows us, you know, we always want to, you know, reach back and let you know that we we see you. Um, we're growing every day here. We're now up to uh, 20 legit followers. We really do appreciate it. I know that's not a massive, massive number, right, to some people, but that's a big deal to us. Um, we're getting played out. Um, you know, the episodes are, are getting ran you know, each and every day. And we are super duper happy about what's going on and be on the lookout for our YouTube channel coming up here. So we can, uh, definitely spread it around a little bit more and get that content out to you. Um, and hit you with that best with that information and truth, the best way we know how, um, moving on, moving on sports and entertainment. We're moving on. Um, man, my boy, I gotta, I gotta put this out there cause this is my boy. You know what I mean? I do. I'm from Carolina, so I gotta I gotta shout out my team. I'm uh, looking at all over because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little blown by the situation. You know, I really thought I really thought this particular guy would have lingered with us a little bit longer. I mean, he produced and and I felt like I really really felt like. 
he was going to bring us a champion. Well, he did bring us a bunch of championships. That's wrong. I thought he was going to bring us a Super Bowl, I should say. Uh, moving on into sports and entertainment. Free agent, my boy Cam Newton, feeling a lot like a fish out of water, being a free agent for the first time in nine years. Nine years, man. Auburn, he was he was as lethal as it gets. Um, yeah, that was him. That was his quote saying that he felt he feels a bit like a fish out of water um, after being released from the Carolina Panthers. Expressed to Oklahoma City Thunder's guard CP Chris Paul on Instagram Live on Monday, being released by the Carolina Panthers has left him with a bit of a chip on his shoulder that has now turned life size. The 2015 MVP only appeared in two games last season, coming off coming off of a list. Frank fracture in his foot. He also had an offseason 2019 um, surgery on a partially torn rotator cuff. Good God. In his right shoulder. Um, due to the quarantining, um, Cam Newton says um, NFL facilities have been locked down. So Cam hasn't been able to... Um, really get that pull out there so he hasn't felt any bites back from any possible suitors in the nfl you know like your dallas cowboys um san francisco 49ers uh new york giants so on um he hasn't gotten any bites so he's made um no mention of where he's gonna go or where he would like to end up um i believe there's a lot of a, a lot of tread left on the tires of cam newton um as far as him being cut early by the carolina panthers you know, I think that comes, I think that, I think that cut, them releasing him comes, um, it, it's, it's, it's a bit more of him, his attitude, uh, towards situations, um, the organization, I know that he loves Charlotte, I know that he loved being in Charlotte, I know the people in Charlotte loved Cam Newton, like they loved Steve Smith, um, Olsen too. Olsen, I forget where um, where Greg Olsen has gone off to, but you know, I know these people loved them, but Cam Newton especially, um, a leader. Um, he was a man about the town. He gave back. You know, high school kids loved him. Um, junior high school kids. I mean, he did really great things. Um, he was a philanthropist, you know, so to speak. And really, really sad to see that he hasn't been picked up. Um, I don't want to go. I don't want to go the distance of saying. You know, you know, due to injuries or whatever, you know, but I know with the league, once you've been hurt once, you know, and it's serious things like your rotator cuff, um, uh, you know, ACL, MCL, um, your ankle, things like that, that make you your money. You know, some teams kind of, you know, just shy away from it. But I, I wish the best for him, man. I really want to see Cam bounce back. He is still my guy. Um, you know, I wish he would have stayed a Carolina Panther. I wish there was some way they could have worked out um, a bigger, better deal for him. But, um, you know, hopefully he, he lands somewhere like uh, like good old uh, Tom Brady there. Um, keeping on with sports and uh, making more news in sports. Antonio Brown, former Steeler, former uh, one-day Patriot, has taken another step in his career by hiring a new agent. Um, if you don't know... Antonio uh, Brown was the uh, the former Steeler, um, one day Patriot who was um, implicated in a sexual assault on a um, I want to say a coworker, not a teammate. I was gonna say teammate, that would have been bad, right? <laughs> no, it was on a it was on a uh, on a coworker. Um, I don't know I don't know the logistics of it. I believe I believe that um, that story is still going on. And um, I know that the 
New England Patriots parted ways with Antonio um, due to his 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 stint of trouble with that and being just really um, being a face in in news that you know at that particular time you know the the New England Patriots just felt like it wasn't a good it, it wasn't a good fit for them anymore like it, them they just needed to divulge you know the uh, or or dissolve not divulge they needed to dissolve the relationship um, between them and Antonio Brown in early January the agent drew Rossenhaus cut ties with the controversial wideout however offered to continue to work with uh, or continue to work with and represent Antonio if he secured the appropriate counseling within five days. Um, needless to say, Antonio didn't do that. Um, you know, the split, the split between, um, uh, I do not want to hack up his name. I need to look at that again. Um, Rosenhaus, the split between Rosenhaus was official six days later um, after police in Florida issued an arrest warrant for Brown on an alleged burglary and battery incident involving a truck driver at his Hollywood, Florida home. Um, so the part, the, the, the separation, the dissolving of the relationship, um, I feel probably was more of a professional thing for Rosenhaus and Antonio. Um, I read the entire clip. It's out there on ESPN. You can catch it on AOL Sports. You can catch it on um, Fox Sports, any of those, and and really dig into it. But I believe it was more of a professional situation uh, that worked out for both of them. They both split, they they parted ways amicably. No bad blood. Um, uh, Neither one had anything bad to say throughout. Um, Rosenhaus really just wanted to see... um, Antonio get the help that he needed. He really wanted to. He really wants to see him flourish, but knows that it won't happen under him. So he's, you know, he he decided to cut ties. Um, Ed was was Weslowski, I think is how you say. It. Ed Weslowski of EMG Sports told ESPN Monday that he will be representing the embattled wide receiver as he tries to make his return back into the NFL, um, and that. Um, Wisluski believes that, just like as I said, he believes that Antonio still has a lot, a lot of life left in him. He still has a lot to offer. Um, he's going to beat whatever demons he has to beat. He's very hopeful. I'm hopeful. You know, we we never want to see anybody. We never want to see anybody down. Um, you know what I mean? So, you know, we, we, we wish him the best as always. You know what I mean? We, we definitely want to, we want to, um, make sure (laughs) that we are always putting our best foot forward in that respect. And, um, yeah, so, you know, we, we really hope to see, um, good, good old Antonio, Back in news and uh, in, in sports anyway, and we hope that he lands on a team um, just like uh, good old Cam Newton. Moving on, moving on. Um, even better news comes up. Um, MLB. I'm sure everybody would like to know um, when is the sports season going to start officially? Like, is it going to start? Isn't it going to start? Are we going to um, Are we going to see? Any kind of sports this 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 coming summer, this coming spring, with um, the Olympics around the corner, um, with uh, a lot of good things like that popping up. Summer too, summertime as well. Um, 
so yeah, we just want to see, you know, we're, we're really eager to know um, what's going on. So we just want to keep everybody caught up on current events as to what's going on um, on the front of sports. So we're keeping up with sports and entertainment and off and running, off and running. And in MLB, MLB Sports, um, MLB reports, MLB focusing on plan, on a plan that could start the 2020 season in Arizona as soon as May. Um, and they're talking um, as soon as like, I want to say May 19th, May 20th, something like that. Um, reports go on to say with Arizona opening up all of the major league sports facilities to all 30 teams, including Chase Field, which is the home field of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, as well as 10 spring training facilities. The teams would play in an isolation in, in isolation with essential staff only on site if this should go, the quarantining should go that far. Um, I know a lot of people are really, really eager to get to regular and normal life MLB as well. And I know that sports, sports coming up this summer, I mean, they cut, um, what was it, March Madness was cut pretty short. Um, there was no... There was no people allowed inside. Like there was no, no um, real, real fan base for them to wrap them. You know, really, really play by. I mean, I know a lot of players when I played sports in college. You know, you feed off the crowd a lot, but you know. So I wonder. You know, I don't really think it'll be too big of a, a or a dramatic of a change, considering when you practice or you scrimmage, there's no one there. You know what I mean? There's 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 nobody, you know, so I, you know, I'm, I'm really just really excited for it to start up, really eager to get it started. And um, I'm hoping that it does start sooner than later because my team is the San Francisco Giants and I really love to see where my boys are going to end up, you know, and that's uh, that's MLB. So keep your ear to the ground um, again. Again, they are saying that the season for the MLB could start as soon as May. So keep your ear to the ground, folks. More in sports. NFL. No report on how, how they intend to deal with the uh, the upcoming draft due to all of these shutdowns across America. Um, Commissioner is still hopeful um, that the draft will go off without a hitch. Um, again, it may be a situation where it's an isolated facility where these people can get in and get these drafts done. Um, my idea is just make sure that everybody's tested. Everybody, you know, because the drafts go down where you have um, you have um, potentials in house, so that you know the guys at home who draft, you know, do the virtual drafting for their fantasy leagues. They get to see those players, you know, and at home, those guys would be safe. I just say do it like they're going to, you know, like they're going to try and do the MLB season and get that going in a in, in an isolated facility. You know what I mean? Give give these give these people a chance to, you know, live out their dreams, you know, get to where they're going and uh, do what they need to do, man. I hope that <laughs> game off. It's a lot of words. <laughs> that was a lot of that's a lot, a lot of words. But, um, yeah, so no word on that. Keep your ear to the ground. NFL uh, Network, ESPN, always great sources um, for that information. I follow ESPN. I have the app on my phone. Um, very easy to download um, just in case you're not, you know, you don't have access to it on television or you don't have, um, you know, you don't read the newspaper or what have you. If you're currently a sports fanatic, sports guy or girl like most of us are, that's how you keep up with that. Back in and more in sports, we got J-Lo and A-Rod. Um, you know, they're getting married. 
Well, they were supposed to be getting married. So they're getting married. And um, turns out that they have to postpone a little bit because of the quarantine, obviously. You see how every how, how every story goes, ties right back into the COVID. Like, that's just how, you know, how, how on point we try to be <laughs> around here. Um, A-Rod and J-Lo. A-Rod and J-Lo have put the wedding on hold, appearing on Ellen DeGeneres via video chat. Said they are in a bit of a holding pattern due to the Rona. As you should be. Um, I don't think that anybody, I don't think at this particular juncture, um, anybody should really be out um, trying to do anything. I mean, they don't want people gathering, you know, um, in, in massive crowds. So, um, you know, good on them. I know they're super rich. I mean, if she really, if they really, really wanted to get married, I'm pretty sure that they could figure out a way to do it. You know what I mean? In private where nobody would know anything, but, you know, um, good on them for, you know, postponing and being very mindful of not putting, you know, friends, family, loved ones, possible children, um, nieces and nephews, things like that in, uh, in harm's way. So, um, you know. Good luck to them, though, on their uh, and congratulations on that engagement wedding um, upcoming. Um, I hope that they do get it figured out because that would be tragic to have to, like, hold your wedding off for another year or, you know, another nine months or whatever it is because of, you know, this situation. So hopefully, you know, with uh, what they're saying about the disease, you know, and the warm breaking it down, hopefully J-Lo and A-Rod can uh, get those nuptials Um out and in order <laughs> uh, more celebrities in news Bruce Willis and Demi Moore are back together you know what I didn't even know this I had no knowledge that they had gotten back together but you know what I gotta say I freaking love it you know what I'm saying it's very J-Lo or not J-Lo I'm sorry she's on the brain right now man it's very Jennifer Aniston and uh, Brad Pitt I love I love that they've come back around um, to the love table if you will and got back together. Um, Bruce Willis and Demi Mara are mated, are a mated pair once again, and shared their family choice of pajamas during this quarantine time. Green stripe pajamas. Catch them posting on Instagram. Um, a lot, a lot of of celebrities have taken to Twitter or have taken to doing lives on Instagram. Instagram Live. On um, TikTok, TikTok's been blowing up with a lot of celebrities doing stuff. We already know about Jack Black, Shaquille O'Neal, D-Wade. Um, who else is out there? Sylvester Stallone spoof, spoofing uh, the Tiger King with his entire family. Um, who else is out there? Um, Mike Tyson. Man, yeah, just a lot of celebrities having a good time. Um, it was really good to see uh, Demi Moore and Bruce Willis at it again um, with... Uh, I want to say with with uh, the daughter with the daughter and or the boyfriend and the girlfriend, I believe. But they were in there, looked to be having such a great time um, in their pajamas. The pajamas reminded me of something from out of out of uh, Doctor Seuss. It was amazing. I loved it. It was it was a good time and um, it was a good read too. Um, and you guys know how I like to play it. I told you each and every time that we come to 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 True Serum podcast, we're gonna have we're gonna try and have a little something for you. And as promised, Granny Nanny P is back in news. That's right, Granny Nanny P, Nancy Pelosi is back in news. And as I promised, and as I said, I'm not a liar. We are going to show her a little beautiful, a little bit more beautiful love than normal. So let's get right into Granny Nanny P. Um, Granny Nanny P, back in back in news. Um, 
This past Monday, Granny Nanny P back on the hill this week. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that another $1 trillion is needed in the next uh, coronavirus re- rescue package, stating on a conference call Monday, $2 trillion is simply not enough. Now, I want to say I feel like $2 trillion is definitely enough because does this woman believe or think that the taxpayers are, I mean, you're essentially taking the taxpayers' money, our money, and doing only, only God knows what, what, what you're doing with it. You know, I don't trust, I got to say this, man, before I get, before I go on into this, um, because this is, this, this is actually really serious to me. Um, Nancy Pelosi moves around America as if she's president or, or as if she has presidential powers, and she doesn't. We are all sitting at home right now. And I mean, I'm not pointing fingers, but let's call a spade a spade. We are all quarantined and sitting at home right now because of money, not because of the coronavirus. Yes, there's a virus out there, but not to the severe. And it's it, it, but it's not running through this country at the severity that our own government is leading us to believe. This is about money. Nancy Pelosi wants another $1 trillion stating that it is not enough for the American people. Nancy Pelosi is a millionaire, a billionaire, if you will. This woman doesn't, she doesn't know how we live. So the only question I have is why is Nancy Pelosi holding up America literally for more money? For two, for, she held us up for the $2 trillion we should have never even had to have like coughed up. The country shouldn't be shut down, but it is because this woman wants more money. And my question is always the same. Who has Nancy Pelosi made promises to? Who is Nancy Pelosi in bed with? Who has Granny Nanny P pissed off and has to get their money back to? Because it doesn't take $3 trillion to pay each American in this country for to sit on our hands for another three weeks. It just doesn't. The math doesn't add up. It doesn't compute. Something doesn't smell right. And it's time to start following this money. You know, last week she was she built her own bipartisan, you know, party to distribute said funds. But then Donald Trump had to come in and fire that entire bipartisan and get with the Democratic Party so that one could be picked together. Not not Donald Trump picking one, not them picking one. They're doing it together. That's why the firing of that bipartisan party happened. It wasn't that Donald Trump's some tyrant and he, he's a bully. No, that's not what he was doing. He was firing everyone that she hired because there's something not right there. And again, another trillion dollars, and that's why we're all sitting at home, is because this woman wants more money. Crazy Granny Nanny P wants another trillion dollars of your money for only God knows what. And again, I'm going to say it again. Start following the money. Start following the paper. Stop following the smoke. This woman has made promises to some really ugly, nasty, dirty freaking people. And she's trying tooth and nail to get it back. Because she's already destroyed the country with the $2 trillion, you know, already. You know, you've, you've literally obliterated the economical infrastructure of this country and and just destroyed unemployment. And I'm not even going to get on that rant. I've already I've already been on that rant. You'll have to go back two episodes to catch that one. But she's already destroyed this country. You know, this is all being held over for the primaries. These people know that their seats are up for grab. Newsom, Water, Schumer, um, 
Schiff, Pelosi, they all know that their time is up. Um, Ilan Omar, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, who else? Rashid Talib, all of them. They know their, their time is coming. So all we have to do is be, not be, but do what we what we should have been doing all along voting inside of our cities communities and states donald trump is already going to be president he's he's already got a seat let's focus and get these people gone these people are dangerous beyond dangerous and crazy granny nanny p needs to be put into a home where she can drink all the highballs she wants and take all the pills she wants and we don't have to worry about her crazy dangerous policies that are putting more americans at risk and this one is just dangerous, all the way around dangerous. Uh, former Federal Reserve Chief Janet Yellen, who joined in on crazy Granny Nanny P's private call, warned the Democrats the economic fallout will depend on public health response to the pandemic. Um, Yellen also says it is literally impossible to know how deep and how and how long and or how long this recession will last. It all depends on the health response. Um, you know, with the hospitals being empty. And I believe this, these trillions and trillions of dollars that she's been begging for that equate to millions in somebody's pockets. Um, you see that the hospitals are empty. You know, there isn't this, this major influx. So I don't really see a need for hospitals being to, needing to be bailed out. And again, $3 trillion is not, that's overboard. I'm sorry. You've gotten $2 trillion out of the American people. And your game was to destroy Donald Trump's legacy, kill us economically, and put us in a recession. You know, this is the Democratic Party that did this. You know, it's not, I'm, this isn't This isn't black, this isn't white. This is just calling a spade a spade and putting the facts where they belong. They're, they've ruined and destroyed our country with 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 this with this virus hoax like it's there is a virus but it's not to the severity and i can't say it enough so basically what i'm saying is let me get this let me let me see if i got this straight crazy granny nanny p has americans shut up in their house over money one trillion dollars to be exact like this woman is unbelievable. COVID-19, the Rona, Wuhan, coronavirus is a lie. People are dying. Yes, they are. I'm not naive. I'm not stupid. I definitely see and I know some people. Um, I don't know them personally, but I know people who've had people touched by it. It is a lie. And even these people whose families who, who've lost, who's, you know, know people who's lost someone, you know, even even they say it's not as serious as they're making out. 3% of, of the population is at risk. You can't quarantine that 3% and let the rest of us get back to a normal life. You know, it's a little ridiculous, you know, hanging on to a pandemic and hanging on to a lie that you created and a virus that you created and released on your own people. Then the fact that you call this a virus and a biological attack, but not one military globally mobilized and rolled into China. That's that's the other that was the first red flag. I was so for certain that when China, China, China came up, everybody we were going to it was going to be, you know, there was going to be some get back. We were going to retaliate in some way, shape or form or at least linger around the coastline of um, the China Seas. We did nothing. We did nothing. We didn't we didn't do one thing. And that was the biggest red flag to me that Western Europe 
and every other country that was affected, even the Middle East, didn't bat an eyelash. And those were all the red flags that let me know that this is probably the biggest scam of our time. Of our time. Quarantined in 2020. Americans throughout this country are sitting in their homes jobless. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The deaths in America, the death toll, the number they try to produce, another lie. Like I said before, bring these families, produce these families. You know, we're, we're the funeral processions. We're all, why doesn't Fox News and CNN have all these families on TV as they like to parade people around? Because there aren't any. And these are going to be the same dead people voting in November. Voting on the primaries this coming, this coming up primaries in the spring. You know, 5G, another, another ignorant dumbfounded lie that everybody's running around because Americans love a good a, a good distraction you know believe it or not we love a good distraction and the 5G is just another distract another distraction to get you unfocused from the real issues corona um you know the recession that we possibly are looking at um you know trying to get this country back to working order you know it's it's unbelievable the stuff that these people pull unfreaking believable like i really really cannot believe that americans are sitting at home right now over money and it's being veiled by by a virus just saying people wake up america because a lot of people claim to be awake and i don't really see it i don't feel it and the only way that we are going to make America great again is it's going to take Americans to make America great again. Not, this isn't, you know, forget MAGA. Forget your stupid red hats. Forget, forget your Trump trains. Forget all of that. Literally. To the left, forget your Pelosi's, forget your Antifa's, forget your BLM's. This country will be made great again by us. And unity is the only way that is going to happen. We need to 9-11, 9-12 the mess out of this situation right now. We need to stand arm in arm and push all of our BS to the side so that we can combat a common enemy. And then we can get back to, you know, being Democrats and conservatives like we were before and doing this the right way. Because until then, we're going to keep failing, we're going to keep falling, and the country is going to keep um, crumbling right before your very eyes. And the only person that you have to blame for this is you. We are in the house because of each other. We are quarantined because of each other. You have a pocket that's like, oh no, I don't wanna, you know, we shouldn't have to stay in the house. And then you have a pocket that's like, man, I'm not staying in the house. And then you have another pocket out there still trying to get a job and go to work because they have to take care of their families. They have to make a way for themselves. You know, that's how real this is. And I don't think people really, really see or gauge the severity of this situation. You know, this isn't a vacation and I feel a lot of people are taking it to that that level. Like we're just at home hanging out and that's not what we're doing. We're trying to get our country back in working order. And again, I can't say it enough to sound like a broken record. The only way that this is gonna happen is America will be made great again by the Americans who live in this country, not these billionaire, millionaire politicians that we keep running behind. Run with that, kids. Oh, my goodness. And more in news as we're as we're on um, doing the right thing and being a good American. Um, 
Navy Navy Acting Sir Secretary Thomas Modley. That's right. We're talking about uh, Brett Crozier once again. Um, Thomas Modley was uh, was made to apologize for the remarks he made during his speech aboard the USS Roosevelt, the aircraft USS Roosevelt, um, docked in Guam. Modley is quoted as saying, "Captain Crozier was guilty of a betrayal of trust in choosing to express his concerns. His excuse me, his concerns." to a broad audience in an email that ultimately was leaked to a media to the media according to the recording of Captain Crozier obtained by NBC News who later ran the story I'm going to go ahead and I got to I got to get down and agree with the secretary um, when you're in the military it's a completely different ball game um, there's a, like like you you just heard me say there are at least I want to say his ship and then four others docked in Guam over over the the uh, the COVID, the coronavirus, and the the ships that have been um, dealing with epidemics, you know, and outbreaks on their ship were you know diverted there or you know wherever they may be. Um, I know that I believe we have one docked at our Navy base in Ireland as well, um, but I I back his play. You know, Captain Crozier knew. He knew what he was doing. You know, he did go through all the proper channels, but that he he went above and beyond that, you know, and he put more people at risk, you know, and those people, those those crew members cheering him on, you know, you know, like like he had done a great thing. To me, again, he really didn't. You don't know who's going to walk on the ship. You don't know who you're telling stuff to. It, It leaked out to to NBC News. You know, that's not a good thing. It, it like DC was going crazy. You know, the switchboards were lighting up. Um, the war room was going crazy. Pentagon was getting, was getting all kinds of chatter running through it. And they really needed to do something about it. They had to, they had to step in. They had to do something. And, um, you know, his, his, his firing, you know, the removal, his removal came, it was swift because they needed to do something and they needed to send a message back. Um, um, you know, he apologized, uh, I think more to save face, you know what I mean? To, cause he says that he stands by his words. He still stands by what he said. Um, I, I, I back him up. I, I say he should, you know, I believe that he was pushed into an apology to people who may have gotten their feelings hurt. And I'm sorry, that's just the way the real world works. If he's telling the truth and you get hurt, obviously, you know, the truth hurts and, and it's hitting you in a certain way because it's. Maybe he's talking to you, you know, and that's just, that's how that goes. He broke, he did, he broke the law. You know, he, he, he knew the code, you know what I mean? And you were to sit there and wait, whatever happened with the captain going down with his ship, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's still a thing, you know, that's, that never dies. Like the captain still goes down with his ship and he cried, you know, out when it wasn't as serious and he wanted to make it as serious, you know, a more serious situation. And I'm sorry, you you got you got what you deserved. I mean, it came around it came around swift. Um, I hope that he remains in the Navy and this doesn't tarnish that. But, you know, I hope he learned from this. Um, Crozier are uh, Modley also apologizes to Crozier's family for saying um, he was either he was either stupid or too, he was he was either naive, excuse me, or too stupid to be the commanding officer of the Roosevelt. Um, because of 
he knew he knew he knew the role, you know, and and he apologized because he didn't want it to come off. He didn't want to sound uncaring or or uncompassionate. He's very compassionate. Um, he's very caring. Um, he even went on, you know, in his apology, um, he apologized for those remarks and said that he he knows that Crozier is neither of those things. That Crozier is a very intelligent man. Um, he he apologized for any profanity he may have used. He said, you know, that's that's the heat of the the moment. You know, it's emotion, and he was feeling. He's very he was very emotional he felt very compassionate he wants to protect his navy as a marine would want to protect his corps as um an army an army ranger would want to protect the army you know and so on an air force airman and and so on you know it's it's understandable um he goes on um to apologize to the to this past monday as well to the crew of the roosevelt um he says if his words caused any further harm um that he's sorry um, you know, you applauded a traitor, you know, all of you guys. And the funny thing about that, about that video is they show the underneath of the deck where he is. They didn't show the top of the deck where another video was shot from. And that's where the remainder of the thousands of, of, uh, men and women, servicemen and women above aboard the USS Roosevelt stood and just looked on in disgust as those below cheered on a man who, basically was supposed to have their best interests in their lives in his hands and he kind of dropped the ball in that sense and i know some people are like no robert you know he was looking out for life no he was looking out for his own life and he leaked a story and reached out to people he shouldn't have he should have waited until he he arrived in guam and let the medical you know the medical attention and uh medical providers enter the ship as they did they just they released um 3000 that the very next day you know, I think Saturday and Sunday, they released all 3,000. Well, it's 5,000 people on the ship. They released 3,000. They're still testing more. All he had to do was hold out. That's the point. You know, anybody bleeding hard, oh, well, he got fired. He got fired because he broke the law, the chain of command. He went over people's heads because, you know, well, he got scared. Like I said, he called his wife, called his best friend from college. I don't know. And was, oh, my God, you need to, you need to leak this story because that's how the story got out, obviously. You know, so... Um, still my, you know, I I wish him the best. Um, I don't want to see anybody jacked up over an emotional move, you know, on their part. Um, because that's what it was. It was an emotional move. I get it. Knee jerk response. And again, I hope that he learned from this. I hope that, um, this isn't something that's going to tear him up. Um, and, uh, sounding off on that as well. Donald Trump released a statement saying no one is seeking to destroy Crozier's career and he does not have all the, and he says, I don't have all the facts. That's why I will be intervening to get to the bottom of the truth. Um, I said, good luck with that. And I love the fact that Donald Trump has gotten, gotten wind of it and is about to intervene to get down to the true story of it all because Donald Trump, you know, is the type of person to intercede into a situation if he feels there's some wrongdoing or there's not a complete truth there, you know, which there may not be a complete truth there. Every reporter, every every news clip that I've read so far, they all kind of go into that at the very end, like we're only getting, you know, these brief snippets from these people on the ship. We won't know until Crozier goes into the hearing and really opens up like, you know, like a floodgate and gives, you know, at the hearing what they expect to hear. You know, I expect to hear that he was just looking out for people. He was scared, you know, whatever the case may be. I can't, you know, I'm not going to go the distance of saying 
oh, well, you know, I would have, I would have. I mean, if I'm in the service, you know, I grew up in a military home. So I think I'm going to play ball and abide by the rules, you know, and go through the chain of command. So I hope that this does get rectified. I hope that this does work out to be a positive and not a little less of a negative, you know, and a little, and we sprinkle in a little bit more of a positive, like he gets to remain in the Navy, maybe not as a captain, he gets demoted a little bit, you know, but he still gets to be on a ship, maybe not in charge of one, but he still gets to remain, you know, pension, all that good jazz, and the man's life isn't jacked up. I agree with with Donald Trump, nobody's trying to to destroy his career or ruin Crozier, you know, let's just get to the bottom of, of the matter and figure out what's real and what isn't. What is the truth? You know what I mean? Man, so that is it for news today, globally, what's going on, you know, it's kind of how, uh, that's how we do it, we don't just bounce around, we, we go and look for those things that we feel are very, um, finger on the pulse of what's going on in this country today, um, we like to keep everybody caught up, current, um, we like to bring, um, stories, that you may need to know about, that you want to know about, um, things that are going to spark your interest, get you, get you Googling, get you researching, because that's really what it's all about. And um, as always, unity, man, unity begins with you. I can't say it enough. The only way that this country is going to be made great again is by the Americans in this country. White, black, Hispanic, doesn't matter any longer. We need to come together, you guys. Like, this needs to happen. This needs to be a real thing, and people need to start getting on board with that like we all need to be you know moving cohesively in that direction as one you know push our push all of our differences to the side for a common goal like i said i can't say it enough man i hate to sound like a broken record but it's the truth when you look around the country we are more divided today than we were you know back in 2008 back in 2010 back in 2011 we're more we're more divided now you know, and that that whole thing needs to end. We need to stop separating ourselves by class and sex and, you know, this and that and religion. And it doesn't matter. You live in America. You know what I mean? The COVID virus is going to be over. And in July, we're all going to be out again. And the COVID is going to pop up again next November. And they're going to be, hey, everybody, we got this newfangled uh, flu shot for you. And what they're trying to do is promote and pump into you Bill Gates vaccine which i find to be even more ignorant and even more dangerous because this man is a tech giant why does he have his hands in the medical field another red flag start paying attention open your eyes look around see what's going on around you the country's not going to be closed forever this is the truth man I really do appreciate you guys, man, for tuning in to another show. Thank you guys for tuning in to our third episode. Be on the lookout for um, four and five tomorrow. Um, we're going to get into a little more about Bill Gates. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the COVID. Um, I want to shout out my good friend, Denise Zamora of the MAGA girls out there in Vegas. Um, do, you know, she's she's uh, on the front lines of the, of the fight for... Um, our unborns who have no voice, you know, so I definitely want to shout out her and all the girls across America um, putting their best foot forward for this country um, and every every middle of the road and in, in Democrat out there living it up right. We want to shout you out, too. And as always, man, big shouts to Spotify podcast, man, for for sponsoring me, for giving me this beautiful opportunity, as I always say, um, Anchor FM podcast um, for for, you know, literally 
uh, promoting and shooting us everywhere. And our new family, our new family member and friend, Pocket Podcast, the leader in podcast radio platforms. Um, if you follow anybody, that is uh, the platform where they deal it out. Uh, my name is Top. At the top there, Robert R. One, Truth Serum, um, uh, the voice and the truth. Um, keep supporting, keep sharing. Um, we'd like to get bigger. Um, we want to uh, definitely be a fixture in America. We want to be. Um, we want to be the face of unity and truth in this country. And that's all we want to do. We just we're not here to separate. Um, we just want to always put our best foot forward when it comes to the truth. We want to keep you enlightened, uplifted and educated on all facets of the country, religion, sex, um, politics, music, sports, entertainment, all of it. Everything's up for grabs. Man, you guys have the best night ever. This is your boy Robert from the top of the world, True Serum. Big love, big shouts, Ryan Dixon. All my people out there on the East Coast, back there in North Carolina, South Carolina, all my people down in California, we love you. Ride out to, to a little Kiffin Beats. Spotify Radio, Anchor FM, and Pocket Podcast.